My name is Lisa Stefanoff. I am one of the curators of a film program that's part of the Reimagining Adelaide House project and have been part of the working group on that over the past year or so. Reverend Emily Hayes and the church board and, and community had decided it was time to have a look at the kind of visitor experiences that Adelaide House offers. And so that took us very quickly into the well, then very quickly into the question of what stories are currently told in Adelaide House. And they're limited and they're partial and they tell certain stories, but they certainly don't tell any stories about the meaning of that place in the cultural landscape of Mantua. So then began a process of really stepping back and going, what would it take to start to imagine Adelaide House as a place where new stories could be told about it, but also about its place in a landscape that's full of stories. Churches historically played a significant role in uh, opening up the country. Here in Mbantua, though, we, we know historically that um, the Lutheran Church uh, was heavily involved in setting up settlements. So the big picture thing is religion and churches have always been significant from the whitefella perspective, but how has that been viewed by Aboriginal people um, from where you're sitting and why does the narrative need to be re-examined, the historical narrative of the history of Mbantua? I'll start by saying that Emily Hayes has done quite a lot of research herself to open up new stories through and beyond the sort of hagiography of John Flynn that begins here but is widespread. Of course, he had a very, very important role in the establishment of the Flying Doctor system and service throughout the country. And there's a famous phrase called the mantle of safety, which he announced as what was being extended across the pioneer frontier, but that didn't um, extend to all people living here. And that's a set of questions that is still ripe for historical examination. And Emily's begun some of that through her own research work. But I think the question of what it means here for Aboriginal people is something for Aboriginal people to hopefully join us in discussing and bringing those stories forth because they're not my stories. I'm a white fella here. And we have snippets of bits of information in the pictorial record in photographs from the opening of Adelaide House. There are many families in town who would have had relations who had something to do with Adelaide House, either working for it in some capacity, possibly being treated there when it was a hospital, maybe more involvement when the Reverend Jim Downing and Yami Lester joined forces. The house has played many, many different roles. It's been a residence, it's been a hospital, not, not for that long, and it's been a museum for longer. So it's a place that is waiting for new stories and we've begun talking with um, all manner of people around town in the last year and that process will continue towards making Adelaide House a place for different stories. Tell us a little bit about this film night, which this Friday. Listeners might remember that in 2007, I think it was, the big white wall on the side of the lawn there at Adelaide House was quite active as a place called Story Wall. Dear Dave Nixon, bless his soul, and Tracy Spencer and others were running. And it became a regular location for films. And over the years, it's been sort of reactivated. So our first film is taking place on that Story Wall again, and our first film night. And we've curated the film, the working group, and including Kumaling Ware. And we are starting with the Karma film that was made in 2004 by Danielle McLean 
Bantwas sacred site, which seemed just very fitting on the sort of sacred site of the church to actually had to play that film. But it's being introduced by a really interesting and very beautiful little film from Hawaii. And I'll just tell you a bit about that if I could. We came across this film when we started to tune into a really exciting movement that's happening in the United States through an organisation called Monument Lab. So when all the colonial statuary and stuff started toppling in the last couple of years, this organisation called Monument Lab sprung up and it became a meeting place online and through events for people all over the US to be doing things like doing audits of their colonial monuments, to be doing events around them, to reimagining public history there, what's this museum doing? It's, it's, it's an amazing site that people can look at online. And we were looking at some of the films that came out of that and there was this beautiful film from Hawaii and it's called Kapemahu and it's about four sacred healing stones that were present at Waikiki Beach um, when uh, whitefellas arrived and they were very important and they were desecrated and forgotten and paved over at one point. There was a bowling alley put on top of them. Terrible history. And in the space of quite a you know, relatively short film and an animation, um, local filmmakers in Hawaii have told the story about resacralizing the landscape of those stones, which of course is very urban. It's in the middle of Waikiki Beach. But when we looked at it with the curatorial group, it seemed to just touch a lot of chords about the way the sacred landscape is still all around us here in Mantua. So Arunda people can share details of that, what we know about different hills and stones. And it just seemed there's a really interesting synergy. So it might, some people might go, why are we playing a film from Hawaii about <laughs> remembering history in Bantua? But the dots connect. And I really encourage people to come and look at that beautiful film. And then we'll see the Bantua sacred sites and then stick around for a conversation because these film screenings are what we hope will be a process of growing community engagement with these questions and with the process that's been initiated there at the Uniting Church and we'll have a series of screenings through the year. The second one is being done in partnership with the Northern Territory Writers Festival in the beginning of June and uh, I've got a very um, great event which I won't tell you the details of now but it'll be announced soon and there, hopefully there'll be another one on in September. So yeah, this is the beginning of um, using films to bring people together to talk about these questions of what we remember and how we remember them in urban space. This is the first cab off the rank, this event. We hope that some awareness of you know this project grows and we, we do have more regular gatherings of different kinds, but people are concerned about the way history is registered and marked and remembered in town and as well we all should be. And I think that we'll get some momentum and hopefully people will come along, spread the word. We really just hope that we can um, build an audience. The films are suitable for all ages. It's obviously a free event. If you don't want to sit on the ground, just bring a folding chair or some cushions. There will be some chairs there for elders and others. The films run for only about 45 minutes and we do hope people stick around and have a chat afterwards.